I'm Carol Hills in for Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. President Obama traveled to Chicago today. He went there to promote his economic proposals, but also to talk about gun violence, something Chicago experiences a lot of, unfortunately. And when it comes to crime in the city, though, there's more than guns in the mix. Yesterday, the Chicago Crime Commission announced its new public enemy number one. The last one was, get this, Al Capone. The new public enemy number one doesn't even live in the city. He's Joaquin Guzman, known as El Chapo, the head of Mexico's Sinaloa drug cartel. Michael Tarm covers legal issues for the Associated Press in Chicago. He says Guzman may be far away, but he looms large over the city. He has tremendous influence in Chicago. His cartel that supplies uh, more than 90% of the cocaine, heroin, meth, and other narcotics to the city. So authorities say here that for all practical purposes, he ought to be viewed as a local crime boss. He's never set foot in Chicago, as far as anyone knows, uh, and is holed up Mm -hmm. and guarded by a a personal army in in Mexico. So... Give us a sense of who he is. Well, he first gained notoriety in 2001 when he escaped from a Mexican prison in a laundry cart. He is widely regarded now as really the most dangerous and most wanted fugitive uh, in the world. He's also one of the richest. Forbes magazine has estimated his fortune at about $1 billion. This is a man with tremendous power and reach, reach that extends not only to Chicago and the United States, but to Europe and and even Australia. Being declared public enemy number one is a huge deal. What is the impact of El Chapo in Chicago that prompted Chicago to declare him public enemy number one? Through the cartels that operate here, authorities say that indirectly, El Chapo and his cartel, the Sinaloa cartel, is responsible for much of the violence in the city. And not directly, but because they supply the drugs and they use gangs as their salesmen on street corners, these gangs vie for territory. And in the process, they have killed not only each other, but also bystanders. So they say if they can go after the cartels, if they can dislodge the cartels, They also hope they will see a resulting reduction in violence in the city. So how does Chicago propose to get El Chapo, given that he's in Mexico? He has been indicted out of the Chicago office, and authorities hope that when he's caught and if he's captured alive, he'll be put on a plane to Chicago and will end up in a Chicago federal courtroom. Did something precipitate the naming of him as public enemy number one, some sort of outrageous crime, or is this a public relations thing to just focus on this? I don't think there's any one thing, but I think it's something that's been building over the years. The public as a whole simply doesn't understand the extent of the power of somebody like Guzman. And I think authorities hit on this idea to name Guzman public enemy number one uh, as a way to raise that profile. This is the first time they've done it since Al Capone in 1930. There's never been a criminal figure uh, as menacing, as ruthless, as powerful as Guzman. So that's why they're doing it now. Compare the two men, Joaquin Guzman, El Chapo, to Al Capone. How do they compare in terms of bad guyness? 
Well, there was a period in time when Capone was seen as a kind of a Robin Hood uh, by many people in Chicago. And my understanding is that there are at least some uh, in, in the area where Guzman lives who have that same perception of him. Capone was known as Scarface. Guzman's nickname means Shorty. But authorities here say the big difference is that Guzman is a lot more dangerous, a lot more powerful, and has more wealth than Capone ever, ever dreamed of. Michael Tarm is with the AP in Chicago. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you.